0: On this week's show, I'm going to give you my top five sources for getting books to sell on eBay and Etsy. We've got a little bit of reselling news and a few interesting items in the What sold. What is up, Galaxians? Welcome to episode number 201 of the Galaxy CDs, Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. My name is Ryan and I will be your host. Uh, The back half of the show, we've got just a couple of articles in the news for this week. Not a whole bunch going on. Uh, Speaking of not a whole bunch going on, we don't have a whole lot of things in the what sold segment either, but that's all in the back half of the show. Uh, We're going to start off this week doing something I have not done on this show in quite some time. We're going to answer a question. So I get questions from time to time over on Instagram, uh, at Galaxy CDs Rocks, and on YouTube. And I, generally speaking, just go ahead and answer them there in the comments. But this one from uh, Clifford Healy over on YouTube from episode number 199 caught my attention. I did give him an answer there, but I wanted to dig a little deeper into this. Because I thought it was something that was probably worthwhile covering in a full episode. And Clifford said, if I may ask, where do you do your book sourcing? I am amazed you are so successful with books on eBay. Would love to learn how. So I thought we'd spend a little time today talking about my top five places where I source books to resell on eBay and Etsy. As you may be aware, if you're a longtime follower of the podcast, I do not actually sell on Amazon. I talked a little bit about that last week. Sourcing would probably be similar. There might be some things Amazon sellers would do differently, and if there are, uh, you can feel free to add anything in the comments if you're watching on YouTube that you think would be useful, particularly for Amazon sellers. But with all that having been said, let's get right into this. Uh, Item number five, online, Craigslist and Facebook, Facebook Marketplace. Uh, Craigslist is one that's probably widely overlooked today. I don't think a lot of people go there for much of anything these days, unfortunately. Uh, I, I get a few bites. I actually am advertising a vehicle on there right now, and I've had a couple of people reach out to me. So it is still a useful site, but I have made some really good scores on those sites. Uh, in one case, what I resp- an ad I responded to that was initially for a, uh, a lot of 20 boxes of books ultimately led to my purchase of over 15,000 books. And I have had several instances where responding to an ad on Craigslist or Facebook has resulted in a significant purchase. I picked up nearly 800 Science Fiction Digest magazines at one point. Uh, I've picked up some other big lots of science fiction books and other books. So don't overlook Craigslist in particular and Facebook Marketplace. They can be... Hit or miss, there's some stuff out there that's just not worth messing with. It's like anything else. It's not a gold mine every time, but it only takes a couple of hits a year to be worth the couple of times a month that you spend a few minutes going through those sites. So don't hesitate to look online. Uh, There may be some gold in there. So Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace, if you can think of any others uh, that might be helpful, again, you can leave them in the comments down below. Source number four for me thrift stores. Uh, When I first got started, thrift stores were fantastic for me. They're a great place actually to begin. You can get an idea of what kind of books are available and see a wide variety of different conditions, and you can make some pretty good scores at pretty low prices. I have picked up books worth hundreds of dollars on occasion at thrift stores. Uh, They're a great place to go and get started. Uh, Particularly, I have found those that are affiliated with a church or that are religion-based. Number one, they don't mark things up as extensively as some of the other thrift stores are becoming more and more notorious for, like Goodwill, for instance. Uh, And you can find a lot of really old, interesting, vintage and antique religious books and Bibles at church-affiliated thrift stores. So don't hesitate to go to those thrift stores there, especially as a beginner. They're a great way to kind of get your feet wet, sampling some books, at really low prices to kind of find out what works for you and what doesn't. Resource number three, the old standby garage sales. Now, they can be pretty hit or miss. A lot of garage sales, they only have a few books, or they're books that don't necessarily have a lot of value. But I find that almost every time I go out, I manage to hit one garage sale that I do really, really well at with books. Last week, I was at the very last sale I went to, I picked up 102 books, I think it ended up being, for $30. A lot of vintage uh, westerns, paperbacks, and so on, stuff like that, and two or three really expensive books that I'm going to have 30 cents in that will probably sell for something like $80 to $100. So garage sales, again, much like the Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. Not everyone is going to be a winner, but you will find some stuff at garage sales. It takes a little more persistence and a little bit more patience to find the things that you're looking for at garage sales, but they're a great resource for old books. Number two, this one is probably actually my favorite to go to, and this is library sales. Friends of the library or the actual library themselves, once or twice a year in most communities will have big sales where they're closing out either items that are no longer in circulation or books that have been donated to the library that they can't or don't want to use. I have picked up tremendous value at library sales. You can go in, there's usually dozens, sometimes hundreds of tables set up It can be a little hit or miss how well organized they are, but a lot of them I go to are very well organized. They will have religious books in one section and science fiction in another. And if you have a specialty that you really like, you can go straight to that. It is a very, very rare library sale that I walk out of without tubs full of books. I have picked up vintage and antique religious books. I have picked up sets. Old sets, I was at a library sale not too long ago where I picked up a large set of late 1800s, early 1900s, Charles Dickens books. Library sales are fantastic. So if there's one in your area, be sure to check it out. The downside to the library sales is they, they just don't happen all that often. Uh, if you're in a, a kind of an in-between area like I am, I'm in Hamilton, Ohio, which is located conveniently just about midway between Cincinnati and and Dayton. So between those two big cities, there are regular library sales in addition to the smaller communities around the area. So I get quite a few opportunities to hit these library sales, and I cannot recommend them highly enough. Those are also good just for media sellers in general. Some of them will have record albums, Uh, A lot of them will have CDs, Blu-rays and DVDs. So if you're a media seller of any kind and you're not taking advantage of library sales in your area, I strongly recommend uh, that you be on the lookout for those sales. They can be fantastic. My number one source is estate sales. I prefer them to garage sales for the primary reason is you generally have an entire collection available. Rather than them just having cherry-picked out the books that they don't really want or aren't going to read again, you have their whatever their entire library was, and some of them can be hugely impressive. I, as I've mentioned before, have picked up tons of great old books. The other big thing with estate sales is that most sellers are not looking for books. So you can go to a lot of estate sales on the last day when they're really discounting things and most of the good books are still going to be there. You got to kind of figure out if there are booksellers in your area that are doing the same thing that you're doing. But in a lot of cases, I've walked into a sale on the last day. I was at one last weekend that she had been doing this sale for three consecutive weekends. It was the eighth day of this sale, and I still picked up over two dozen books that I think will probably bring north of $500 gross sales. So it's a great opportunity to get items that other people are just not looking for, in some cases even being overlooked by other booksellers. The other thing that you can do and that I strongly recommend is that you try to negotiate with and network with These estate sellers, because in a lot of cases at the end of the sale, the last thing they want to be trying to do is mess with five hundred or a thousand or in some cases, multiple thousands of books. And if you play your cards right and develop those relationships, you can get yourself into a position where you'll get a call on a Monday morning from an estate seller like I do on a fairly regular basis that says, hey, we've got about five hundred books left up here. And if you will haul them away You can just have them. (laughs) Uh, And that is the best price you will ever get uh, on books. So take the time when you're up at an estate sale. And again, this is stuff that's probably true of anything that you're reselling. But if you can build those relationships, you can get opportunities to get pretty nice scores for cheap or free. And here's a bonus one, uh, and again, it applies probably to anything that you might want to be reselling. Uh, talk to your friends and family. Don't be shy about letting people know what you do. You will be amazed at the stuff that you will get. Uh, in a lot of cases, people will just give you things. Uh, it seems like every time I go to my parents' house, <laughs> uh, I get a box of stuff, uh, anything from electronics to books to vintage books and antiques to CDs. There's all kinds of stuff, and letting your friends and family know about that can give you the first opportunity to get stuff that they want to get rid of that may be of value before they do a garage sale or just throw it out. So don't hesitate to talk to those people and let them know what you do. The other thing that has been incredibly helpful for me is I have several friends that are always on the lookout knowing that I do this for a living. And they have sent me tips for sales that I may have overlooked or listings on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist that I may have overlooked, and I have gotten thousands of books from my friends sending me a quick message saying, hey, I don't know if you saw this, but this guy or that person is having a big sale. Network with your friends, network with those estate sellers. It's like any business, networking is super, super important and can lead to terrific opportunities. So I strongly recommend that you let everyone know that you can what it is you're doing. So hopefully there was some helpful information there. If you did find it helpful, informative, useful, if you're watching on YouTube, please do me a favor and whack that thumbs up button. If you're listening to the podcast uh, and you're not a subscriber or a follower yet, please consider doing that. As well, uh, you can also leave reviews on the podcast. I, I haven't gotten one on uh, Apple Podcasts in quite some time, and I know there are hundreds of you <laughs> uh, that are listening on Apple Apple Podcasts, according to my stats. So uh, leave me a review over there if you would. Additionally, like I said at the outset, if you are a bookseller and you have other suggestions on places that you like to source for books that you think would be good opportunities, uh, please feel free to leave those in the comments below. So let's get into just a wee bit of reselling news. News updates. As I mentioned, not really a ton going on. Uh, eBay's summer seller check-in was last week. I was unable to attend that, so I don't have a recap of that. Uh, I looked around on eBay's site and on their community boards, and I really didn't see a recap of it there either, so I don't know really how much was In that thing, I'll continue to watch for that. And if I find anything, I will bring it to you in a future episode. But they did also announce that they are going to be doing eBay Open. 2023 is coming. The largest seller event of the year is back. It's going to run from September 25th through the 28th. Prepare yourself for a wealth of insights and trends, as well as access to eBay leadership and employees, both virtually and in person. We'll be getting together for our eBay Open studios in Phoenix, atlanta chicago and philadelphia on september 25th they will also have uh, three days of virtual sessions on the 26th 7th and 28th of september you'll be able to register a day early to secure your spot at a local ebay open studio event and of course for the virtual event uh, it says keep an eye out for registration details which will be coming in august they can't wait to connect uh based on their customer service i'm not sure i totally believe that but uh nonetheless uh ebay open 2023 is coming about uh, both in person and virtually one thing that did come out i guess of the uh summer seller check-in is an answer to a question that was asked during one of those breakout sessions this article is on e-commerce bytes uh ebay is going to be adding traffic data and metrics uh they're actively working to provide be- provide sellers with traffic data and metrics. It revealed during the event, uh, Jimmy Chang, eBay senior product manager for stores said sellers should be on the lookout for new features for store subscribers. So this will only apply if you are actually a store subscriber. Uh, The response was prompted by questions from sellers who were asking for things like the ability to do a B testing and that sort of thing that you would do like with YouTube thumbnails or whatever to see which type of listing or which type of photos are the most effective His response was, we're building those kinds of tools for you guys. I don't have a hard release date at the moment, but be on the lookout for that in coming months. He did say they get that question from a lot of sellers, so this is something they definitely wanted to do. They also, in another session during that, uh, talked about seller-initiated offers, said eBay was starting to scale the automation a little bit more. A presentation slide explained the seller offers to buyers feature means sellers can send offers to buyers that have watched Abandon the cart or browse the item three or more times in a week. If that's a feature that you're not taking advantage of, I strongly recommend that you do. You, you're you not going to get a ton of hits off of it. I, I send out, I, I would guess, 15 to 20 offers a day, and I sell maybe two or three items off of those offers because a lot of those people that are looking at those items are other sellers, of course, that are trying to monitor what the market might be doing but it's definitely worth taking the time. I come down every morning and once I've done my shipments, I just go to that particular section of the seller hub, check the check all box and send out offers for 15% off. And almost every week in the what sold recap, I have several items that sold through those offers. So uh, they're also starting to do, uh, they said in a coming soon announcement that you'll be able to do that in bulk on the eBay Mobile app currently that's only available on PC. Uh, If you look at send offers on the mobile, you can only send them one at a time. They are going to set this up so that you can do it on the mobile, which is huge. Again, they don't have an exact rollout date for that, but quote unquote, very, very soon. (laughs) Uh, Also, coming to the app will be counter offer and coupon capabilities, which are currently apparently only available on the website there was a lot more on the agenda this article says whose major theme was how to improve summer sales and some sessions they know will be made available on YouTube I did not check on YouTube to see if there's anything out there yet Uh, you can let me know in the comments if you had found any of those but uh, and then again they announced the dates for the upcoming eBay open so that's what's going that's all I've got in the news just a couple of quick things there like I said not a whole ton of stuff going on uh, and not a whole ton of stuff going on in the sales either a lot of sellers talking about may having been a very slow month uh i see on ebay's message boards and on e-commerce bytes message boards lots of people giving lots of reasons for why sales are off it's it's very difficult to say with any certainty but may has not been hasn't been stellar here at the galaxy but it hasn't been terrible but let's share just a few items that sold over the last week Uh, I spoiled it because I wasn't on the right page. So (laughs) uh, you got a sneak peek there if you were watching on YouTube. Uh, So this first item is another one of those books I talked about a couple of weeks ago uh, that I paid $6 a piece for at the first day of an estate sale. These books were all from the late 1800s, early 1900s. This was a history of the work of redemption by President Edwards of the American Tract Society. This one was not quite in as good a shape as some of the others. The other ones that I showed you had sold for around $50 a piece. This one went for $32.99 plus media mail shipping. Again, on an investment of 6 bucks, It's not my usual uh, ridiculous return on investment, but it's still pretty solid. For sale over on Etsy, uh, the 1943 World Almanac and Book of Facts. This was the 58th year of this book. Was a X library edition hardcover with its dust jacket. Most of the ones that were listed did not seem to have their dust jackets. This sold for $24.99 plus shipping. This actually went to Ireland uh, for about $29 worth of shipping. <laughs> Here was an interesting set of old books The Nile from Source to Egypt and The Nile in Egypt. This was a two volume set from Emil Ludwig. They were published in the early 1900s. Again, illustrated hardcovers in really nice condition. I had these listed for $39.99 plus media mail shipping. I sent out one of those offers that I was just talking about, and it was accepted at $33.99 plus shipping. Uh, these were part of a big lot of books that I own for about $0.16 cents a piece, so I essentially made 100 times my money <laughs> on these. That's Those are always fun. Another sale over on Etsy. I talked about these with their dust jackets a couple of weeks ago in an episode. Mathematics for self-study, arithmetic for the practical man, and geometry for the practical man. These two in particular did not have their dust jackets, so they're not like $60 books, but they sold for $27.99 and $21.99 respectively. I'm into these from a garage sale recently for $1.15 a piece, so $2.30 into essentially a $53 sale. So not too bad at all. This was also a $1.15 book from that same garage sale. I tried this one at auction. Unfortunately, it only got one bid, but it still did go for $100. So it's hard to complain. $99.99 plus media mail shipping on en route to the Readout. Volumes 1 through 5 was written by Colonel Ralph Pearson. Uh, it was Five different volumes in one hardcover binding. They were published individually between 1957 and 1959. It was a look at a particular military, U.S. military group, a battalion, if I'm not mistaken, and their actions in Europe during World War II. These have sold anywhere in this particular volume from about $70 to about 150 dollars I was hoping because I had the only one currently listed that we I might get some action on it. Unfortunately, it did only get the one bid. But again, from a dollar and fifteen cents to ninety nine ninety nine, I'll take it. And this last item, uh, this is part of I've talked about a couple of times on the show that I'm doing some selling on consignment for my brother who owns a warehouse uh, north of Dayton. This was a Vintage Emperor Grandfather Clock Movement. So it was the face and the weights, not the cabinet, just the actual face and the kind of the weights that hang down. These had been selling anywhere from about $90 to about $300. Uh, I had no way to test this because we didn't have the cabinet. We had no way to really check it, but it was in fantastic physical condition. The weights actually still had their plastic and paper wrap on them. So this was a really neat piece. I listed mine for $249 plus UPS shipping, listed it as four parts or not working because again, I had no way to test it. I had a buyer reach out that said he already had this clock and was interested in it strictly for a backup for parts and accessories. And I said, that would be perfect. He made me an offer of $200, uh, which I went ahead and accepted because it's essentially free to us. I'm My brother is now claiming 25% of all the profits on these things. So uh, all in, I made about 150 or $160 on this deal. So really interesting piece. It was kind of cool to open this thing up and see this this old clock in really fantastic condition. So there you go. That is your What Sold segment for the week. Again, hopefully you got something interesting and uh, Got some useful information in this episode. If you did, if you're on YouTube, please do me a favor and hit that thumbs up button. Please subscribe to the channel. And if you're not a follower of the podcast, consider doing that as well. As always, I appreciate the time that you spend listening or watching this show. It means a lot to me. We have had a pretty nice little bump in subscribers over the last week. So I appreciate that. Welcome to all of you who are new here. Uh, I did also start a new little segment. You're seeing them on Instagram and as YouTube shorts, just little 15 to 20 second videos, clips with kind of a quick reselling tip, particularly aimed at newer resellers. If you're a seasoned, experienced reseller, they're 15 seconds long. Do me a favor and watch them. <laughs> uh, but they might there might still be some helpful stuff there where you can kind of go back and it, it's just a refresher for things that sometimes as you get more experienced, You Forget the Basics. So that's a new series. I'll be publishing one of those every day, probably around 10 o'clock in the morning, so you can be on the lookout for that. I am also trying to get some additional conversations scheduled with uh, other resellers. Obviously, this time of year can be a little difficult because people are out at the sales and whatnot, but we'll probably have some more conversations coming your way very soon. So with all that, uh, again, hopefully you got something out of this. And now it's time to sell. Thanks, guys. You have been listening to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you again next time.